am SF Rogers. And I am DL Golden. And, and we are the Author's Chaos. <laughs> exactly. Sorry <about> that. <laughs> yeah, this is the Author's Chaos. Um, as usual, we are not professionals at this. Anything we say is just anecdotal. Stuff that we've come up with or stuff that our guests are saying we're not giving any kind of advice. So, um, today we have Seabrit, who is our sister. <laughs> and my editor. So And mine. She... <laughs> also has a book out herself, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Alright, well, I'm a informal editor for these people. <laughs> so, I'm not a professional at that either, so anything I say is purely my opinion. Um, yeah, so I've grown up and always lived in the Midwestern United States. Uh, went to school to become an engineer, so that's my day job just do the writing in my spare time uh i don't know <laughs> i'm not good at talking about myself <laughs> all right so you have a book out what's it called it is called monstra inter it's uh it's about the zombie apocalypse and amazon does not like how it's spelled no plants Yes, it's spelled M-O-N-S-T-R-A, and Amazon really thinks you want M-O-N-S-T-E-R-A, which is plants. Fair enough. Yeah, it's about the zombie apocalypse. So, how long have you been writing? Um, really, probably only about four years or so. And the majority of it has been on Reddit. Nice. Yep. So <laughs> Do a lot Reddit, of writing prompts on there. I'm gonna say you wrote a lot of like short stories, or what was it? Uh, yeah, the majority of them are very short. Um, most of the time, under a thousand words. Um, I've done a couple of contests where it's you have to write an entire story in under a hundred words, which can be quite a challenge sometimes. <laughs> and I think the longest before this was maybe 4,000 words or something. So oh, wow. pretty it's short so compared to the 70,000 word book. That's it, 70,000? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, it's quite a task to jump from writing a short story or something like that to writing a novel. So mm -hmm. what, made you do, what made you move to that? Uh, well, I had actually started this story on Reddit, a different version of this story. It wasn't from a prompt or anything, but I really wanted to write a zombie story, so I originally wrote a very short version um, of Abigail's part. That was the very first thing that I wrote was, if you read the book, Abigail's one of the characters. It was her part that I wrote initially. And a lot of that I kept, but a lot of it is vastly different than that original short story that I had on there. Right. So your book doesn't follow just one main character. Like, I've read... Right. I've read several chapters of your book, and it follows several characters. How did you come up with that idea to not just follow one person, but multiple? Um, well, partly because I feel like in the zombie apocalypse, if you're not careful with that topic, it's going to get really repetitive. If it's just one person, because you're going to fight, you're going to run, then you're going to settle down, then you're going to fight and run again, and it's going to end up being the same thing, so... 
a big part of it was if I have multiple characters, you can kind of see all their different reactions to this crazy scenario instead of it just being one person slowly figuring it out. And you'll see a lot of TV shows will do that, like The Walking Dead will do that. They'll have a story following this group of people, and then the next episode will switch over and follow this other group of people. So it's kind of similar to that style of storytelling. For sure. Yeah, and that that gives you the ability to keep things fresh and not stale. I mean, you... again. Your your world has essentially collapsed, right? And so there's not a whole lot of um, stuff that they're going to be able to go out and do. They're not going to an arcade, you know, one time or else another. It's I I could see why that would be effective. I just has juggling that many different perspectives been hard. Somewhat. um, The way I actually wrote this thing, I didn't write it in the order that it is in the book. I actually, like I said, I had most of Abigail's stuff first. And so I had her, like half of her story basically done. And it was originally in first person view, so I ended up switching it to third person view later on as I started doing the book. But I had Abigail's like halfway written. And then I decided I'm going to go ahead and write Charlie's. So I wrote Charlie's entire thing next, like from day one all the way through to the end. Mm -hmm. And then I went on to, I think it was Eric and Leland and Evie and wrote their story all the way out. So then I had an Excel spreadsheet where I had it listed out that Charlie does a thing on day one and Charlie does a thing on day three and Charlie does a thing on day whatever. And then all the other characters, they have something happening on day one and day seven and day 12. And so I have this great big spreadsheet that just has a list of who has what happening on which days. So I could figure out how to interlace their stories together in a way that they didn't like happen in the wrong order where somebody meets a person before they've been introduced or whatever. Right. And so it was kind of a juggling act trying to... (laughs) to uh, line that out that would be crazy to me to keep track of all of that like i have a hard enough time with my own timelines let alone with following five different four (laughs) or five different characters yeah having that many protagonists i mean i have i have three and you've read through mine i have three Mm -hmm. and the first book follows Cy, but the second's gonna follow amy i can't imagine doing that in one story crossing back and forth it's got to be You've got to plan a lot, I'm assuming, to not mess up other people's stories. Right, yeah. Because the stories do kind of cross over. Different people will meet the characters from the other storylines. So it it was like you couldn't have them meet after the one person already died. So I kind of had to be careful about planning that out a little bit. (laughs) That makes complete sense. So so you're self-published. Mm-hmm. Um, was there ever a moment where you thought about going traditionally or has it always been a self-published type thing for you? Yeah, I considered going, trying to go through a traditional publisher because if nothing else, like that's just cool to be able to say somebody liked my book so much that they feel like they can invest in it Mm -hmm. and that it's worthy of putting out there that it will make money. Like Mm -hmm. that would be amazing to do that. But At the same time, I started looking into how you even do that. Mm -hmm. And 
I was reading stuff about send it to 15 different publishers at the same time and send them all with cover letters that are customized to each of those publishers and and uh, explain to them how it's similar to these other books that they've published in whatever genre you're in. And and it just ended up being, sounding like this whole second job of even just applying to these places that are probably the majority of them will, will turn you down anyway because they've got too many books to try and put out there. So... It ended up sounding like so much of a hassle and so much heartache from the rejections that you're most likely going to get. And I just decided I'd rather just have my story out there. Maybe it won't do as well, but it's at least out there this way. I'm not relying on somebody else to have faith in it or whatever. Right. You just get to put it out there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really cool thing about self-publishing, I think. And Alaya, when she went self-published, I I wasn't sure how hard it was going to be when I had to do it. Um, and But when she went through and she's like, oh, it's so easy to do. You can just, you once you get the book written and get it all edited, you can just put it out there and then people have it and it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better, I think, than just waiting around for someone to tell you no on right. your stuff. And... Um, then you can keep whatever you want in it. You know, you have full creative control over it. And so that's really cool. And yeah, I'd, I wouldn't want to have to listen to somebody and change names or change locations or rewrite the story to suit them. So that was a big benefit of doing it just on my own is being able to have all the creative control over everything. Right. Yeah. Not so much red tape to have to walk through. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your current book we know what it's about. It's a zombie apocalypse, right? Can you give us like a brief synopsis of what your blurb is, something like that? Uh, yeah. So, um, I'll just read off the blurb first. Here's my cover. Pretty awesome cover. I yeah. say. <laughs> uh, one day humanity is hurled into chaos as zombies appear throughout the world. These new monsters will chase for miles. They'll stalk and hide in ambush. They don't eat or drink. Their singular goal is to spread the infection to everyone and everything in their path. The few people who make it through the initial wave struggle to survive in this horrifying new reality. Will anyone learn to live in this new world, or will this be the end of humankind? And I I tried to do it a little bit different than the traditional zombies. Like, they're not rising up out of the grave kind of like old style zombies it's more an infection that takes over the the brain and, and causes somebody to act in these violent ways sort of like rabies mm-hmm. that's cool I, I like the idea it's, it's a nice twist on your traditional zombie apocalypse story and that that needs a nice twist the zombies are very overplayed at times and so I, I can yeah. see I feel, that. and I feel like after the walking dead and stuff it's gone kind of stale with, right. like, what they do with zombies. Right. It kind of reminds me of the movie uh, World War Z, where it's it's an infection that they're spreading. So, uh, and mm-hmm. I super, super like the premise in that. So your book is is very interesting to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do you have any plans for sequels? Are there, are there other books coming down the pipeline that people can look out for from you? Um, as far as sequels, I don't know. It's I kind of tried to wrap it up in this one book, uh, 
it may be something a universe that I revisit eventually and write another thing, but it would kind of just be its own story in the same scenario, not really a continuation of the existing story. If I did, um, if anything, it might mention the characters that were still at the end of the first book and just kind of say where they are, but it would be its own thing if I did something like that. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of have an idea for a fairy tale based story, a very fantasy oriented thing. Um, it's very, very early in the works, and I've just kind of barely started outlining some stuff right now, though, so I don't want to go too into detail about that, but I do have an idea out there anyway. <laughs> Someone just commented on TikTok and said it sounds intense, and and that, that's one of the, I think that's one of the things that, like, mom read it. And one of the first things she told me was that there was a scene where she was so engrossed in what was happening that somebody knocked on the front door and she jumped. Like, in the middle of the book, like, somebody knocked right. while she's reading because the character's, like, listening. And mom goes, you know it's a good book when it's got so much of your attention that real life startles you. <laughs> right. So, it's, I, I don't know. I, it's just cool to have a different form of writer in with all of us fantasy writers right now. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because you are, um, you're, you're essentially writing horror here, right? But you, you just talked that you might have some other stuff down the pipeline. Would you classify yourself as a horror writer or would you say you just kind of write whatever you want to write? I wouldn't say necessarily stick with horror. Um, like some of the short stories I've done, they generally tend to be like fantasy and sci-fi type stuff, but I have done a few more like realistic short stories uh, that you know would happen in the real world. So mm-hmm. I've kind of done a variety of stuff as far as uh, genres, at least for the shorter works anyway. That sounds cool. I, uh, <laughs> you and I. Sarah and I do not have a ton of, like, writing things that are just floating around, Uh -uh. but, Uh -uh. Uh -uh. as you know. (laughs) So it's interesting to see that you you have these other genres out there. Like me, I'm like, oh, I'll probably write sci-fi and fantasy for the Mm -hmm. remainder of the thing. That's just the thing I like to write about. But it's interesting to hear that you have other stuff that you would be interested in throwing your hat into. Yeah. Yeah, like the... (laughs) Aliyah really wanted me to point out that I had a couple of stories get recognized on Reddit for their uh, best of whatever year for Mm -hmm. the writing prompt subreddit. And uh, the one that won this last year was actually a sad story. It was a tearjerker, and it was a more realistic scenario that people told me I was awful for making them cry. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but that's good. If you're going to listen that kind of response, that's awesome. Right? Like, that's what you want, is your reader to be like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Right, right. Have you reached out to any of those Reddit groups to try and advertise the actual release of a book of yours then? Um, A little bit, but Reddit kind of, you got to be a little bit careful because they don't want you advertising in certain areas so I have a little bit but you do have to watch the rules depending on which subreddit you're in (laughs) that's fair so 
we ask, what's a piece of advice that you've heard or you've gotten that you like super standby or, or it's something that you, you're like, yes, that's something I support. Um, I would say if you have an idea for a story, just put it out there. There, it doesn't matter how good of a writer you are or what kind of weird stuff you may want to write. There's going to be somebody out there who enjoys it. And no matter how good of a writer you are, there's going to be somebody who hates it. So you might as well just write what you want to write, not worry about it. <laughs> so on the editor front, you have edited for both Daniel and I. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. As same. I'm like, <laughs> right now and I'm like, she's probably so tired of highlighting every time I missed a period or a comma. My turn. That's not my issue. What's your issue? Semicolons. It's always semicolons. Yep. Are you using them too much? I yes. I think that's well established. <laughs> I'm, I'm always so happy when Graham release like a semicolon goes there. I'm like, hell yeah, it does. Because <laughs> I'm gonna send it off to my editor, and she's be like, I don't think that's supposed to be there. Grammarly, Grammarly humbled me so fast, and then I got Cassie's edits, and I was like, oh, Grammarly was really nice to me. <laughs> my, my thing, man, is- you make it sound like I'm so vicious. I'm it's over here so giving you all these compliments. So, uh, when I started going through the edits with the comments, like, you've left a bunch of, like, super cool ones, like, hey, I like this description here or whatever, but you pull up, like, you just pull up the manuscript, let's say, and it's, you highlight yellow for, like, if the word's misspelled or you missed a period or, mm-hmm. or a comma or whatever, and I pulled up one of, like, the first chapters I ever pulled up, I looked at it, it was like, I'm a fraud. I'm not even, I can't even speak English. Look at all this yellow. And Dick was like, Sarah, it's fine. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's it's hard to find that balance of, like, let somebody know if there's something that's distracting or it's confusing or it's misspelled or whatever, but don't go overboard and don't be such a stickler for all the rules that they end up spending more time editing than they spent actually right. writing the book. Because right. not everybody knows every rule for a comma or, like... I myself, I know I struggle with certain things in grammar, but I'm not going to point them out. If nobody catches them, then great. Right. I guess it was good enough. So, well, and they, you know, they always say the grammar is not the thing most readers are going to catch in the first place. As long as it's not just abhorrent, um, you're going to have yeah. you're going to have readers that are going to notice your spelling and stuff more than they're going to notice. Oh, there's a missing comma right. here because they're reading it so quickly. And I, I found it really funny that I didn't use Grammarly or anything. I just used spell check on Word for when I first sent my thing off to you, and I got that back, and I'm like, this is about what I expected. <laughs> right. And, uh, but your system of, you highlight stuff in green, red, and yellow, and that tells you which way it goes, whether it's your thought or opinion, or it's an actual rule that's been broken. Mm-hmm. Um it is really nice and really useful, and oh, yeah. we greatly appreciate the oh, for editorial. 100%. 100%. 100%. What I love is her, when she comments, she's left me a comment before where she's like, hey, so you introduced this character, and then he just never showed back up. <laughs> like, what's happening? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. That. Like, I, I didn't even kill him. He just, poof, into thin air, never showed back up. <laughs> so Right. 
We've talked so much about the editing process here. Did you have an editor for your book, or did you self-edit yours since I, your oldest, basically? Yeah, it was pretty much Grammarly, and then it, my husband, Danny, read through it for me, and he found, like, three or four things. He's not a big reader, though, so I didn't expect him to find a whole lot, but that Grammarly and then just me going back through and reading it again which boy it's hard to self edit your own stuff because your brain kind of auto corrects it to like well I know what that's supposed to say so and you just kind of don't see it <laughs> yeah yeah I love I love when I make a correction to a word and, I'm, and I just keep going and then I get it back from you and it's like oh that's the complete wrong word it didn't tell you it was spelled wrong because yeah. you put a word in there but it's not what you think right. it means uh, so that's that. It's it's interesting. I was wondering how yours ended up being edited because I knew you didn't have you don't we don't have another editor amongst us uh-uh. that's yeah. as good as she right. are at it. So, so for anybody who's wondering, we do. There's four of us. We mm-hmm. do call ourselves the Runaway Daydreamers. We have a website, newsletter, and all that jazz. And Seabrit is has been the editor, <laughs> right? For us. Find her she, name in the front of my book. Yeah, yeah. She edited uh, Elias, ours, mine, mm-hmm. and yours. Mm-hmm. She's actually currently going through mine. So, good luck. She's a chapter nine, and it's only going to get worse for me. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised to find that most of us most of your siblings, I mean, two out of two out of four, I guess. Two out of four. Uh, are other siblings? Yes, two out of four on this of, side. On this side. <laughs> yeah. uh, most of us are writing like uh, that. We all enjoy writing. That we're writers. Yeah, that kind of was a surprise to come up because, like, I remember I had told you guys a couple years ago that I was doing the stuff on Reddit, but you guys weren't like, "Hey, I'm writing a book too" or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah, well, almost done by that point. Just so you're aware, I'm just like, I'm not telling her about this. It's not happening. So <laughs> then I came in to ruin everything for Daniel. Yeah. (laughs) It worked. It's out there now because of that, so. Yep. Yeah, she did blab. (laughs) Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm very proud of my blab, too, because it's a good book. (laughs) (laughs) It, It was just, it's been so interesting to me because I started writing mine in 2020, and I'm like, well, you know, I'll put this out if I put it out, and then Aliyah put hers out, and you mm-hmm. told me you were writing stuff, and then Sarah's like, I'm writing a book. I'm like, well, okay. It's more right. <laughs> it just, it's kind of gotten away from us. So when was yep. your release date? Uh, July. I think I had the ebook up there where it was out on July 3rd, and then the physical books were on July 5th or 6th. Has it been easy to use? But you used KDP, right? Yes. Are you are you happy with KDP? Would you do something different next time around? Uh, so far, it's been pretty easy on there. I think um, I do want to use Ingram Spark eventually, but I haven't got around to that one yet. Just worrying about KDP for now. Come back to Ingram Spark later and worry about that when yeah. the time comes. But uh, yeah, it really hasn't been too bad. But I also don't have any experience with anything else to compare it to, so I right. don't know if there's anything easier or harder or right. what. Well, and you you went through and you bought like your own ISBN and stuff for your book, right? Yeah. Which is something I haven't done yet. 
Um, I, why... I bought my own ISBN and I uh, made a name for my own publishing company. So, <laughs> to go. make it look more legit. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Uh, why? Why buy the ISBN? What was the point in doing that? Um, because. Uh, if you don't own your own ISBN, if you just get the free one, you are limited to only putting it on Amazon. You have to have your own ISBNs to be able to put it in multiple places. And so I just did that in preparation for being able to have it in multiple places. Okay. Yeah. And if it ever ends up in like an indie bookstore, you're going to need that ISBN. I'm right. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Emily says she didn't blab on yeah, you. Yes, she did not. <laughs> It was me. I will proudly say that. I did. Yep. I said, hey, did you go to the It was Sarah. <laughs> it was me. It was all me. Well, yep. like, it, it worked out for the best of us. And you, uh, your cover art looks absolutely incredible. Who did you use for your cover? I, I know it for the people that are listening. Yeah. It was Alex Perkins of Perky Visuals. <laughs> he which is also been... who J.C. Bryce and D.L. Golden used. And who I will eventually... Yeah, yep. <laughs> he, he has been incredible to work with. Really, I mean, he's yeah. awesome. I can't, I cannot say enough good things about him because he's. All of our books are so different, and mm-hmm. he has captured the essence of them so well in those covers that I, I'm definitely going to go back to him for the. Well, I remember right? you sent yours to us. We were actually out of town, and you're like, "Hey, check the group chat," and we went to it, and I pulled it up, and I was like. Oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is so like so different, so cool. It's totally different yeah. from DL's, totally different from Elias. Mm-hmm. And just to see it was like, holy mackerel, that's that's Cassie's like that's Cassie's idea in right. art. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've got it in hardback and paperback. I gotta do the hardback. The hardback's so pretty. Are you doing the hardback? Yeah, yeah the for the for the beautiful editions. I'm calling it for now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think that's all of our questions for today. Is there anything you want to add there? Where can they find you on socials? Hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Um. Let's see, I think I've got my link tree on our website and on Facebook. So if you want to find me, probably the easiest way is go to runawaydaydreams.com mm-hmm. and click on my name up at the top, and then I've got my link tree on there, and all the Facebook and everything else is on there as well. Cool. Okay. Yep, so that's runawaydaydreams.com. You can find all of our stuff, actually. Yeah, on there. If you're on TikTok, that link is available in the link on my bio, so you mm-hmm. can go there and find it in my link tree. So. For sure. Um, well, I'm D.L. Golden. And where can they find your book? Every time. Um, <laughs> you can find my book, Origins, on Amazon. Um, I do plan on coming out with a second edition sometime this year, which will be much prettier, but right now the original is up there on Amazon. And I'm SF Rogers. I don't have a book right now. I'm super glad that you joined us on The Author's Chaos, though. This will be live on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Subscribe, like us, share it with a hundred of your friends so that they can share it with a hundred of their friends. It'll be great. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. Buy Seabrit's book. Buy Daniel's book. They're both phenomenal. Well, the first one, for sure. So. Yours is, too, sir. But. 
Yours has dinosaurs, man. (laughs) We will talk to you guys later.